This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. I uh, I have to tell you that there's been so much to talk about in the news. I've been busting to get to it. Are you ready to go today? I am ready. Ready and fired up and ready to go. You know, by the way, before I get started, I got to tell you something. Uh, I've, I've told you before that Russ Holcomb, he has Napoleon-like type energy. It's crazy what that man does in a day. I, mean, I hope you don't mind me reading this. To, to you. Um, to, kids come back to school tomorrow. Excited about that. I have programs picked for two bands going to contest. I think they have a good chance of being good as far as your music than I played at 6A level, but just as much work for the kids and me. Beginner classes are fun. Enjoy them. However, most of the week away from Vicky, Vicky, that's his wife, Daisy, my puppy, and flip-flop, my kitties, is saddening. I'm staying out in the on the property and working on it more this year. Usually Monday, Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, save on the gas and not much until still 500 a week. I know the 500 miles a week. I know the traffic is nothing like what you have to deal with in commuting to your studio above, high above Ruston, but still a lot of driving. Sometimes venting helps. Uh, He does vent to me like that every now and then, but I just can't get over his energy level. It's crazy. And so I'm glad glad that he has to drive because he listens to our podcast when he does. You know who I've been hearing from lately is Steve. He must be busy. You know his um his best friend his, his best friend is married to his wife's best friend, uh-huh. and his her best friend and his best friend are now grandparents. As of a couple of weeks, oh, they got that. In fact, it was day four Christmas, I think. And so I think they've been busy with that. But anyway, anyway, a lot to talk about. Um, you know, Epstein, you can't go without. <laughs> You got to talk about Epstein. Um, the the, I, the the drops. There's really nothing major or surprising in them. Still, we knew that Clinton was doing it. Um, I mean, we thought he was. We suspected he was. We his clearly he can allow an intern to do that. What he what she did to him in the Oval Office, not the Oval Office, the, the some strategic office, another office off the off of the Oval Office. Anyway, he's a piece of trash. Um, and and you know. They were they named a bunch of dead people mostly in those in those um, drops, which I guess what they're calling them. But Glenn, you know, it it hit me that something I had missed until the very last drop, and apparently everybody else had missed it too. Because as soon as I saw it, I had a eureka moment, and and now you're seeing it discussed. I didn't we didn't have a podcast, but we would have discussed it had we had a podcast immediately after that third drop. And that is this. Hillary Clinton was involved in this uh, in some way, some way, shape or form. I don't think that she was out molesting children, but it sure does explain the huge contributions made to the Clinton Foundation. But I yes. think that's the connection. Which I, is basically a money laundering system. Yes, I, I, I missed that. I mean, it's a conspiracy at this point. I don't have any proof of it. 
But that's the thing I think I missed was that he was being, he being Epstein was probably being pressured to continue this as much as the people he was bribing. I mean, you know, it was, it was not bribing, which were um, blackmailing. blackmailing. Thank you. I, um, that's what I was missing. That's, that's the story here that this was intentional. Oh yeah, this is a government op, my opinion. And you know, remember, you, and remember, you, you, know, you guys cut out of a podcast where I said that I think our government's willing to hurt children. Yeah, we did. It was said a little different, but yes, I, not a lot. You know, I was my blunt self, but um, and I'm on yeah. I'm on Vivance today, so I won't be too blunt today, I guess. But that's the big news. I mean, you know, uh, the, the the fact that. I, I, I've said this before when we talked about it last Thursday. I did not know about the Hyatt Regency connection and the connection to his. I thought it was his wife, but apparently it's his sister-in-law helped pick um, Claudine Gay as the president of Harvard. Yeah, there's that connection. Uh, are there going to be some more drops? You know, not anything that we. We don't already know. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. they're going to drop it redacted and crap like that. I will be shocked if there's any body arrested of any significance, including Clinton. Uh, I will be shocked. I will be too. I just don't. Not, not, yeah, not the the real heavy hitters. They're not going to be on there. Uh, you know, but this whole piece of gate started to look like maybe there was a lot more to it than they saw it. Yeah, well, that guy didn't get it quite right. He got a lot of the elements. <laughs> maybe know, he, maybe he was right. I don't know. Oh, I oh no, I I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, you know, what I with the like I said, the connection I didn't make was that someone like Hillary could have been behind it all, the whole thing, you know. And then yeah, and if Trump is if, if not behind it. Certainly opportunistic with it. Thank you, Karen. Take advantage of it. I get you. I get you. I, I, you know, the interesting thing is, is that Trump clearly they tried to get him. They tried. They're, they're trying to. The left's trying to say, yeah, yeah, there he is, there he is. But clearly, they were trying to get him into it and didn't. They failed. That's why it's never been a big story. Yeah, yeah. They would be willing to put some of their own people in jail to get him in jail. I, uh, I, I, I find it extraordinarily, extraordinarily. Uh, I, I don't see how I missed it. That's and here's the thing. I don't know. You weren't again. You were still sonicking when we first started talking about Pizzagate and and yeah. some of these crazy things that Charlotte was saying those those things. And she was saying Hillary was behind it. She said that. You know. She, yeah. she, and we were laughing. That's one of those where Big Jim says, "Listen to yourself, Charlotte. Listen to yourself." You know. Yeah. Like, you then, know? <laughs> geez, then it got like this. I mean, I. Well, I was, I just, I was thinking it was a blackmailing thing that benefited Epstein. I don't know why I didn't make the connection that our government would be behind it, could be behind it. I felt like it started to make me suspicious when I knew the FBI had all this stuff and it's never come out. Well, you were saying that. You're right. That they were, but, but I just assumed it was that they would use it. I, yeah, you made that point that if they had it, they would use it. And so that's opportunistic that you're talking about. But um, I, 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 I don't know why I didn't make the connection with Hillary would use that in a heartbeat. Yeah, 
she got, she would. So she finds out her, her husband's involved. So she I doubt that he's looked at her naked. I, I have a feeling everything that was done to consecrate well, that you marriage. Well, know that there's a um, that they say that uh, their daughter um, is not Bill's daughter. Well, I don't know about that, but I will say that he that he. That's a rumor. Yeah, but my guess is that he made love in the dark. If you call it love, um, yeah. I don't know that. I, I she looks like Clinton though. If you ask me, she has his features, so I don't know. I, I would be surprised though. But I mean, I don't know that who would have Hillary. Well, there's somebody she worked with closely. I forget his name. Uh, one of her aides or one of the campaign guys of her campaign. They work together a lot. Yeah. Yeah, let's get on late nights, and of course, Bill's out doing other things. So you know, but I want to. I, I want to move past all that. I don't think that she's. I don't think that she. Uh, I, I don't. There's no indication she went to the island and participated with anybody. I, I, but there are phone calls. There are the, the the deposition. Clearly, they were trying to the the person making taking the deposition, the, the, the deposing attorney, was trying to find out the connection that Hillary had to this whole thing. I don't think they ever said it was, you know, sex with minors. It was, it was, it was, it was influence. And, and I, I'm not the only one. If you had it, you kind of were hitting on it when you were saying the FBI had it and they're going to use it until they can't. Cause we talked about it. I said, well, I guess at some point they'll all die off and then that'll be the end of it. Then they can release it if they want to. But so you, you were saying it, but did you tie it to Hillary? That's the thing no. that I didn't get. I didn't get that. I and, no. then, and then all of a sudden it's all over. Uh, Ex Twitter, you know, it's all over that. Um, so um, if that was my big surprise, Glenn, that was my my big surprise over the weekend was when I when I made that I connection. And I can honestly say I made that connection before I saw anybody else say it. But almost immediately thereafter, everybody else uh, came to the same conclusion. Uh, I say everybody else, the ones that, that I followed this weekend and I did, yes, push, push it. I, I didn't, I said I wasn't going to watch it, but I did because I wanted to see if there was it, what they were saying about the Epstein files. I will say this, that um, X Twitter is repetitive and I can still get it faster with the four sites that I go to, but I tried. And and that's what I saw that uh, son of a bitch and, Service. and, um, Prozac were on that. Yeah. What's his name? Prozac? Sarah has been on it a lot longer than... Hillary? The Hillary connection? Yeah. Long time. Really? I had not seen... Of course, I haven't been on X Twitter, but a couple of days. Um, he he um, he and... Is it is it Prozac? Is that his name? Jack Prozac. Yeah. It's called Prozo. It's easier. So it's named after the drug that makes you calm down from being depressed? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Prozac. Prozac. is how you pronounce it. Oh, it's not Prozac. 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 <laughs> they were on it, and I had not I had not seen some of our bitch before. Um, so so he could have been on it. I missed it. That's where I could have gotten it earlier. I don't know why I didn't dot that thing together. She, she, you know, she as soon as she finds out her husband's involved, she's not going to arrest him. She's going to say, hey, we can make money with this. Now, again, this is all theory. Money and influence and power. Yeah. yeah Do all that. This is all theory. And so you can see this whole thing is, now who is this, um, let me ask you something. There's Walsh. Is this Matt 
Walsh. Matt Walsh, yeah. The guy who uh, did the movie uh, What is a Woman or something, you know. Is he a never Trumper? Sort of, sometimes, I don't know. He doesn't talk about Trump much. Well, he did. He, he, I saw he there was he was linked to an Instapundit article. Um, Michael Walsh, is that his? No, there's a Michael Walsh. There's a difference between Michael and Matt. Who's Matt? This is Matt's was. Uh, I saw you were talking about Matt. Matt is a uh, commentator on the Daily Wire. All right. So this one, let me get let me get this back here. Dang it! Instapundit needs to upgrade there. So here, here it was, Michael Walsh. All right. Which one is with? Shapiro. Uh, Matt Walsh is with Shapiro. All right, so who's this Michael Walsh guy? I don't know. All right, he's an anti-Trump. He's a he's a never Trumper. And so what happens is when he when he gets linked, I'm thinking that this is the guy who did the videos about what is a woman, and I'm not. I've got I've gotten somebody else. So so Michael, never mind. So there's nothing there. Michael Walsh is a never Trumper. You can read it. I, I could send you a link if you want to, but why would you want to read it? all it's all it is all right so so um the the thing the thing that came out this week with trump and it's going to tie back into this epstein thing i think um first of all the dog not barking the famous lynn your one of your favorite things to say is that trump wasn't there <laughs> you know if, if, if there were anything in those documents that implicated trump we would be we'd be hearing about it um oh, here now he he um he during all of this stuff he he did he released a study showing you know things we already been knowing but it was all put together by the presidential candidate and his all his campaign showing all of the election irregularities that show that Joe Biden cannot prove he's president and no the system's designed not to prove it right well I like the fact that he's going to shift that burden of proof. Because I agree with that. I don't think it's my prove, my job to prove you didn't win. My prove is your job to prove you did. And, and that, that would cause them to release everything. They would have to release. So if it's, if, it's if, if the burden of proof is on the winner instead of the loser, it changes everything. So that's the whole point is, is that all of these election cases, they've assumed the burden of proof is on the loser. And I, I think he's got a point. I think it's on them. Show that it was valid. Show us all of the valid votes that you have that put you over the top. Right. And they can't do that because they designed a system that doesn't, um, is unaudible. It isn't, you can't audit it. That's what we found out. Right. So that means you can't prove you win. Right. And you can't prove you lost. But I don't think I have to prove that. No. I think you have to prove you won. That's, I, that's, that was another, shift in, in how I think about these things. I think that, that Trump was genius in this. Well, then that's when they did these big dumps that have nothing in them. We, nothing was going to be said about that because now it's old news. Right. Um, but I, I now though, those of us who are following that part of it, because again, I think that's the most important, important issue facing America because, because we can't fix any of it, including abortion, until we fix that election. Um, right. But, but that was the big news that came out of that. But he did pop off a little bit in his true social about the Epstein things um, enough that that tells me he's not worried. Well, you, you know, ever since the Epstein thing broke, he hadn't been worried. But, you know, other people are. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I mean, you know, it's 
I'm, it's starting to look like our whole government's based on blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's uh, a kick in the gut for me. You know, who, I, I think I said this last time, who's been almost 100% vindicated is, is Lynn Wood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, you know who, who, who he's after has been, I haven't read it, I have not been reading him consistently. But who he, one of the people that he thinks is in on the fix is, is, um, Flynn. Yeah. I follow Flynn on Twitter. He, you know, very, you know, the whole consistent thing about, you know, the, the Democrats are the bad guys kind of quotes, basically. And well, now we need to retake the country and everything. I've been following him since you thought he might be. Oh, I still think he is. Trump. I still think that's going to be the nominee. I changed my mind on that. Um, now, if I, one either, and I've yet, I've yet to be able to distinguish the two because I'm so new to, and, and really will never become experienced experienced on Twitter. But either either Sosnovich or or Prozac, one of those two is saying that libertarians are not conservatives. <laughs> Every now and then they'll pop that in there. I see. What is he? What's his problem with libertarians? I don't know exactly. Um, you know, I don't know that he he basically wants to say if you think the libertarian party is going to come save you or not. Oh, well, libertarian party sucks. If you're talking about that, that's they suck. Well, I think that's what he says. Now, I, don't quote me on that. I mean, what does he think I'm of Rand sure. Paul? He likes him, basically. Well, Rand Paul's a libertarian. Yes, I know. You see, I think that we beat fentanyl by making it legal. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's where he digresses. Yeah, and, and there's been evidence, but I knew that would happen. If you create a freedom, it's going to get abused at first, and then everybody's going to see the ills of it. But you can talk about it openly. If you're on marijuana and you're addicted to it in California, I mean, excuse me, Colorado, you're able to talk about it. And I think that Long term, it'll fix it. Short term, I know it's going to hurt it. Now, I have no doubt that there's going to be uh, there. If, if you open up drugs and make them legal, short term, it's going to be a bad thing. Very bad. Very bad. There's a lot of people. I th- I, I'm not. Charles never told me this, but I think she would be willing to try it if it were legal just to see what it was like. And I'm not. I'm not a trier. I'm going like, nope. I know what it does to people. And I'm not doing it. It's just not going to ever. I, and I don't. I say this. I know somebody was out there. Maybe this is Sarsanovich. She's saying, "Oh, you know, you can't say that you have willpower. That that's just some people. You, I can overcome this, but I can't overcome that. That willpower doesn't exist." And I and I say, "I, I maybe, maybe not. All I know is this: is I won't try alcohol or drugs because I don't know if I can defeat them. I don't want to take a chance. Yeah, right. And so I. That's why I've never drank, and I'm never." done any type of drugs in fact there was there was this thing floating around yesterday uh cat turd put it up it was like 20 things they were all considered vices but some of them were owning a gun or you know shooting a gun or something well anyhow out of the 20 vices i had not participated in 16 of them i had skipped school i had um i had gotten i had carried a gun um and i and the other two were things that i don't consider them vices Skipping school is, I guess, a vice, maybe. I did skip high school a lot, you know, my senior year especially. I didn't I'd, I'd tell them, you know, get my girlfriend to write a note and let me go home. 
But they they do. I was doing. They didn't care. But the long short of it is, I don't have those vices. But in the reason is not because I'm a good person. It's because I am truly afraid of being addicted. I'm afraid that I can't stop, and and it would be horrible to my family and and people depend on me if I became an alcoholic or something. So I won't do it. Charlotte is not addictive. She does not have an addictive personality. She can drink and then just if it, you know not drink again until there's another social situation. But she's not. She's not at all addicted to alcohol. You know, she's she does not have addictive personality, so it doesn't hurt for her to drink it. But my point to her was, I have to do it that first time to find out if I'm addicted or not. And some things that's, um, for instance, if you did crack, for instance, I think you'd be addicted. There's a great percentage of population that boom, they'd be addicted immediately. Well, you know, there was that movie about the some long distance guy that died of cocaine use maybe you know he was he was a very very good long distance runner and i saw a made for tv movie on that and obviously stuff's made up and i don't have a problem with with having that license as long as it stays close to the truth but his buddy and he went and tried some cocaine and the buddy just didn't like it it did nothing for him but the but the athlete did and ultimately killed him apparently though you know he od'd with it I think that's how it went, and and you. I think if you looked it up, it's, I think it's a true story. I'm pretty sure it is. That's kind of one of the things. I was in college then, but I was because what happened was all right. So when I was young, I don't know if anybody cares about this. But when I was in high school, before I probably before I even could drive, but it was right about that time. Some people on my football team went out drinking, and they were with some older people too, and they flipped jeep and it killed one and, and then our quarterback quite frankly he of, of our eighth or ninth grade team whichever it was that year he was wired up and whatnot and i i have had a chance i had had chances not that particular night but i had had chances to go out and do that kind of thing but my dad caught me one time and i wasn't even necessarily going to drink i was just gonna go out there with him but uh he caught me and I never tried again. And that that happened. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to wait till I'm 21 to drink. That's just what I'll do. And, and you know, I've never had any drink. My family drinks. All of us, there's no, there's no prohibition against drinking in my family. Well, you go to school and you're, you go to college and at 17, they start offering you drinks. And you said, no, 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 no. And then I just did, I wouldn't go out of it. If you're not drinking, going to a bar is not fun. Um, so, I uh, I turned 21. Well, no one was pressuring me anymore then. You know, so I, I just never did drink. But uh, long and short of it is back to this. This is all about, oh, Cernovich and not liking, um, not liking libertarians. And I, I wondered if that's it. Well, Cernovich is, did you say Cernovich or Versovic? Was one of the two. Probably Versovic. Okay. I don't think Cernovich, you know, I have a. I haven't distinguished between the two yet. I don't know the backgrounds or anything else. It's just the name. And, and I read them and by and large agree with everything they say. I don't see anything either one of them are saying that they agree with. Then it said that. It's the libertarians. This is, libertarians are not conservative. Well, that's true. I'm not conservative. I do believe um, that we need to leave each other alone. That means stop telling them what they could put in their bodies, telling them who they could sleep with. It's just none of my business. Now, very much against it religiously very much will speak out against it don't be stupid don't smoke marijuana i don't care if it's legal or not don't do that bad for you the evidence is clearly out there and and one thing good has come out of this 
this Colorado thing is it's showing how bad it is for you to do it. Uh, just because you have the freedom doesn't mean you should do it. And I'm, you know that. I'll speak out against that. And, you're, and I've said it about letting someone stick a penis in your anus. It's, it's stupid. It's not smart. It, it hurts to, to let it come out. And that's what's in there already. It, that can't feel good to put a German sausage in your butt. And, and so, yes, I think you have the right to do it, but don't do it, you know, and I'm not going to hold it against you. Just don't flaunt it like that kid did in the Senate, Senate hearing room. If you're going to do it, do it privately. Don't, don't, don't do it where we're going to have to see it. Yeah. But anyway, so if that's what he's talking about, I was wondering, that was one of those things I wanted to ask you about. I know we're moving through some topics, but I, I wanted to ask you about that. If you knew why one of those two hated them. No, he didn't say he hated libertarians. He just, that's why I say that libertarians are not conservatives. Well, if it, it depends on, I guess, on how you define terms, but I was wondering if they had any problem with, with Rand Paul. Because, I mean, he's pretty close to being libertarian. Does he have, did they have a problem with me? By the way, did you see that they're already filing suits and stopping me from doing everything he wanted to do? Really? Yeah. <laughs> unions are about to, they, the unions are going to, um, strike if he doesn't change some things and he's going to strike. It's okay. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts, guys. <laughs> but anyway, is, is is there going back to this uh, Epstein thing, is there anything else you want to cover on that or is it you think we've pretty much... I think it's a, it's part of the mop-up operation and I think they're just mopping up so everybody just goes, oh, well. <laughs> you know. Yeah, if we don't find out what was in that safe that they took all the stuff out of there, you know, you'll never know, and I don't think we're going to see it. I agree with we're you. We're not. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think we're going to see it. So that's all I got to say about FC, except for the evilness of it is just horrible. Uh, I'm I'm very sorry that that our government hurt these kids. Yeah, and they groomed them and targeted them and. Uh-huh. You know, again, I, I will say this, that, that I do believe that that girls know what they're doing, that we're being a little naive with this thing. We want to talk about woman, I'm woman, watch me roar, numbers too big to ignore, but then we want to say they can't take care of themselves. And, and I have been in a position to see what a 16-year-old girl can do, can do to seduce a guy. And, you know, in my legal practice, I've seen it. And... I don't think these little girls are all as innocent as everybody likes to act. And they can, some of them, I can tell you, they looked 28. They didn't even look 16 at all. They looked old. And, and now again, you're a 30 year old man. Why are you with a 20 year old woman? You know, why, you know, 35 year old man, why are you doing that? Um, the, but but I, I do think we should go back to some sanity and make an age of majority younger again uh, for both males and females. I think it's rid- ridiculous what they've done is to try to to say that everybody's getting. And I think they're trying to get to twenty one even. But but going back to that, I also know that at that age they're silly and they are very impressionable, and so I think that that they can be lured into doing what just what happened, which makes it to me an especially atrocious crime because you took advantage of people who have not been taught to be mature and they take advantage of it. And those kids, those kids were probably already sexually active with kids their age. Just guessing. I don't know that. I have zero 
zero proof of that. Zero, zero, zero. But I'm, I'm suspecting that. But to lure them onto a plane and make them do those violent, disgusting things, those old creepy men is, I don't think they'll ever recover from that. Uh, they're horrible. Those, 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 those people need to go to jail. And the fact that our government seems to be, at least they have the capability, which makes you think they would do it, to use that to blackmail and get things they want done from Supreme Court down to dog catcher. I, um, it's, it's, it's a sick world we live in, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And they groom people to do, you know, are they open to this type of evil? And, uh, yeah, they groom them. Well, I mean, it's described know. in pretty good detail how they did it. Yeah. It was, Sickly. you know, it made my stomach it, hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, it's, and I think the, the, it's worse than even that shows. It's way worse. Mm. Mm. So, I, I, you know, these on um, these girls and children coming across the border, you can't even think about that hardly. Yeah, I mean, what they're going through. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, to me, it's worth crashing the whole thing to stop it. I agree. I agree. So, you know, yes. the whole thing. Yes. Here's the yes. thing. Here's the thing. If you have a daughter by 16, you should have her mature. You should. You should have. Yeah, I was telling Charlotte this. I'm going to have to read some more about it because it's it's not an area of history that I've I've admitted it's a little bit of a of a dark age for me in that I've not studied the late 18 early 1900s as well as I should have. I I obviously know the supposed causes of World War One, which, you know, and, and I know about the communist revolution in, in Russia. I know those type things. But, you know, there's that time period there where where teddy was president and some others i don't know it as well as i should have but i do know i do know a little bit more about the early 1800s leading up to the civil war and i know a little bit about the time period that i don't know in american history i know a little bit more about it in english history and the commonality between the south pre-civil war and the time of victoria where she was where she was queen late late 1800s early 1900s that there was a system set up in the higher societies which is fine with me just we're go, we're going to study that that we are going to have a definite plan to go from cradle to coming out and then from coming out through courtship and marriage that you had that in Victorian England and you had it in the pre-Civil War South. And so Scarlett O'Hara was going to get married at 16, 17. That's when you were supposed to get married. You get to 18, you were getting older. You were on schedule to get married young like that. But you had learned social graces. They had barbecues that were chaperoned. They would mix slowly but surely mix men, boys and girls together under very much chaperone. But they learned to court. They learned to dance. They learned to, you know, what was done in polite society, what was not done in polite society. Those girls were protected from monsters. Some, I'm sure, got through, but by and large, they were protected. And men at that age are horny. Let's just say it. Extremely horny. Any man that says they were not horny in their late teens is a liar. And obviously, they would try to 
to get to what they could, but they they were prevented from that from society. And you look at, at something like Pride and Prejudice, which is one of my favorite books to read, how the courting system worked. And one of the girls ran away, ran off the officer. So again, it's possible. It's possible to get around it. But it's all on the girl at that point, 100% on the girl, because she was allowed to go into pub, to, to parties. She was allowed to dance and intermingle and learn how to get ready for marriage. And she chose the, the bad route. Well, that's on her, it's not on society. This society that we're in has gotten it completely backwards. We're not doing anything to prepare our girls and boys for marriage. In fact, we're kind of saying it's a bad thing. And so, and then any type of, you're, you're, you're considered a helicopter parent if you're watching where your girl is going and who she's going with and, and how, and, and you know that if, if one of my girls strayed from it, they'll both tell you I was on them. You know, I figured it out. But we are, we are pushing back maturity as far as re- responsibilities of running a household keeping a job. We're pushing that back, pushing that back, pushing that back. But then we have this free sex. Well, you're, you're leading to this immorality that we're having. It's, 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 it's going to happen. It's like having a powder keg and putting sparks to it. Um, and so I've thought about this, 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 you know, this, this idea, cause I, cause I'd said that I think that girls should be ready at 16. The problem is we're not preparing them to intermingle with men we're just putting them in suggestive clothing and saying good luck yeah what is it the comedian says uh, i know you're not a prostitute but you sure have the uniform yes yeah. exactly and then, you know it's sarah will tell this one day one day they you know she, she's admitted to this so I'm not, I'm not trying to you know throw her under the bus here but she did something she wasn't supposed to do and i saw how she was dressed and i called them out all three of them out you know, uh, you you can't you can't let them dress like whores. They're going to be whores, and 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 and, you, and men are going to say, "Hey, that's an advertisement." You know, you're 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 inviting me to come over here and treat you like a whore. So so when I say sixteen should be the age of accountability for a woman, I stick with that. I stick with that. But the parents need to be accountable past that. Yeah. They should be watching over those girls and making sure, and million guys, and making sure that they're not doing what they're not supposed to do. And, and, and they should be working. I mean, at the home and, and, you know, if they're not in school. Now, I will say this. I will say this, that I do not have a problem with ex- extending the time for those who are going to be in positions of leadership in church or government or even, may, even maybe bit major business to say, okay, we're going to. We're going to slow down the responsibility side to be part of the, of the community as far as production to allow them to study. I, I have, I, I'm all for that. I think that you could, if you try to get them out into the workforce too soon, you're stunning their intellectual growth that, that they need that time to, to grow up. Mm-hmm. But, but that does still doesn't mean that you suspend societal rules and allow young girls. Now, when a girl gets in her 20s, and, and, and she's got her brain back. I hate to say that. Guy gets in his 23, 24, gets his brain back. You don't have to chaperone anymore. I'm not saying that a 28-year-old needs chaperone. But I believe from the from 13 till about 20, 21 for girls, you got they need protection and they need chaperone. But I know people are going to disagree with me. 
But that's why we have this silliness going on here. If these girls were chaperoned, watched, they wouldn't have gotten on that plane. I blame. Where are the parents? Well, that's who they target. I know. I know that. See, Broken homes and parents who are desperate. So there's some criminals, in my mm-hmm. opinion. That's criminal that you didn't do anything to protect your daughter from those monsters. Sarah and Katie, well, say, I Sarah and Katie, like I can tell you Epstein w- would not have gotten close to those girls. No, they didn't get close to Trump, for gosh sakes. Right, right. I mean, they wouldn't have gotten you or me. I mean, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're Again, I, 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 I always heard about dirty old men that I'm going to be one. I'm going to be one. I'm going to be one. And, you know, you get in your 60s and you see the cheerleaders at Tech and you go, does someone have to change those diapers or they look, they look like little kids to me, you know? So, so fortunately, thank God, I'm not a dirty old man. Um, maybe in February, just kidding. (laughs) As an inside joke, I'm not a pervert in February, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, the, the, the only, the only real news is, is that it confirms what we probably already knew with the exception of the Hyatt Regency people. Um, I did not know about them. Everybody yeah, else, you know, he, you know, they don't have that DiCaprio. Apparently, they tried to lure him in, but I don't think he went, apparently. So, so well, he's already doing whatever he wants to. Apparently, I don't know. But, I mean, he they did try to call him or whatever. He was also call logs or something, but he was never on a flight manifest. And, and as far as I could tell, neither was um, Michael Jackson. He was just on the call list. So they were probably trying to get him out there too. I don't know. Yeah. But apparently, yeah. apparently those guys said no, what it sounds like to me. They said, no, they, didn't, they weren't going to do that. And, 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 and again, I think that they tried to get Trump. I think they tried to recruit him or lure him, but they didn't, didn't see. That's the big news there. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, you try to get, the most influential people you can. So, so um, are they going to start trying to to trump Musk? Oh, they've already started, James. I mean, started a long time ago, beginning of the year. Once he started saying, no, it's free speech, boom, they started. And, uh, you know, look at all the lawsuits he's under right now. There's like seven or eight. Most of them brought by our government, for God's sake. So, you know, our government right now is evil, in my opinion, and I don't know. They're just, you know, they're they're they're, they're suing him because he he didn't hire enough diversity. They're suing him because he has too much diversity. They're suing him. Yeah, those are two right now. Yeah, right now those are two that are being going on. Yeah, they're, they're, he didn't have enough, and he did too much. Yep. There's no way you. There's no way you could comply with both regs. Well, that's just regulations in general. You know, the, the, there's a regulation that I can't ask anybody their age, yet I have to hire people above the age of 15. <laughs> but I can't ask them their age. It's illegal for me to ask them. Well, you could ask them, would Bill Clinton be interested in you? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> that by itself is uh, harassment. So. You know, one of the saddest stories, I don't know if you read any of those things, one of the saddest, saddest stories in that one of the little girls was like Epstein's favorite one, mm. and then she grew too old. Yeah. That was so sad. All right. Complete change of direction. Yeah, it's Complete change Maybe of that's why everybody's turning away from it, because it's so hard to deal with. Yeah. What is going on to our Secretary of Defense? What is going on there? Uh, they want him fired. Um, well, I mean, no, he was in a hospital. They, 
They think he should resign because they won't. Uh, he just he uh, he vanished uh, for days uh, after a, the Middle East looked like they were going to war full scale, and it was because of his health, quote unquote. So he disappeared supposedly in an ICU, and then they find out that he wasn't in the ICU the whole time, or something like that. What's yeah, his name? Alan? Yeah. Is Alan is his last name? I mean, he he is. Um, uh, his name is Austin. Austin, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're calling because he was missing and he wasn't really in the ICU. That what's going on? Why did he leave when uh, you know we have this horrible Lloyd Austin um, thing going on? This is horrible. Blah blah blah. Um, he was in the hospital in intensive care you know, for days and uh, didn't disclose it to the president as well or the national security advisor, members of Congress and the public. That's the main thing they're saying. All right. So now I have not um, seen any comments or anything trying to explain what what is the worst case scenario here? What is what what could he possibly done if you were saying, OK, what's the most nefarious thing he could have done? Well, I don't think it was nefarious. So there was a dereliction of duty, is what they're kind of saying. Well, saying how how could you leave everybody hanging like this? And then something did happen that was pretty, uh, you know, in Iran and everything. Proxy groups in the Middle East were really ramping up their, you know, targeting, and everybody had to sit on their hands because he was supposed to make the decision on what to do and how to proceed, and he was gone, and they couldn't find it. All right, I'm, I'm hearing you. That's the facts. Now I'm trying to figure out what really happened. Why why would he have disappeared like that? What's what's the what could have been? He the has some health condition that should disqualify him in my opinion. But he's an African American male, therefore he's unfireable according to the Biden administration. But there's something in some uh, health condition that would. Perhaps cause him to drop dead or have to be. Why would you have to go to the ICU so quickly unless it was something really horrible? Now, it could be that, or was he poisoned by the Chinese? I don't know. You know, I, I speculate that Trump actually got um, COVID that time because somebody just had COVID and came up and shook hands, and, you know, didn't shake hands, but, you know, infected him. It wouldn't be that hard. Flu goes around. Even even presidents get the flu. All right, so here's what Donald Trump said. Failed Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin should be fired immediately for improper professional conduct and dereliction of duty. He has been missing for one week, and nobody, including his boss, Crooked Joe Biden, had a clue as to where he was or might be. He has performed poorly and should have been dismissed long ago, along with General Mark Miley, for many reasons. He called him Mark. For many reasons. But in particular, the catastrophe, catastrophic surrender in Afghanistan, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. Then I think he's got a new one out. This one was on truth. This one's on this one's on this one's on X Twitter. The deep state doesn't bother telling Biden that his secretary of defense was hospitalized and out of commission for four days because they know he can't comprehend what that means anyway. And they think that. They think they're the ones in charge and don't need to follow the legal chain of command. I could buy that. <laughs> yeah. I could buy that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. 
So, so what, what you're saying is, is that, that here we are, someone who's a cabinet secretary um, is important. And like you say, the things that are going on in the world right now, you think Secretary of Defense would be somebody that the president would see at least once a day, but he wasn't seeing him anyway. So the fact that he was in the hospital never crossed the White House. No one, no one even knew because Joe was really not there. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, also to your point, what was he doing? What? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We have no way of knowing. Yeah. Is he is he doing anything? If he can be gone for a week during that time frame, with all that going on, and then nothing changes, you know, it's just yeah, it's kind of like the Congress couldn't pass anything for a while, and we were going okay, good, you know. So anyway, it's one of those things showing how useless he really is. So. All right, so so one other little thing. This is just a- anecdotal, but here in Ruston, this is the most flags I've seen out, other than Memorial Day and Fourth of July Day on January sixth. They were flags all over this city. Is this becoming a flag day, a patriot patriot day for the for the right? Could be. Uh, what are current dementia Hitler is saying is that we're the worst thing that ever happened and we should be you know destroyed at all costs mm-hmm. MAGA Republicans and, and that's, that's exactly what he said yeah that's why Scott Adams coined the term dementia Hitler is scary <laughs> yeah yeah it was trending it was trending yesterday <laughs> what's the name of that, that show on network network or something like that where we're the guy who kisses guys was a was a broadcaster would read whatever you put up there. Oh, you mean uh, guy who kisses guys? You, you have otherwise I'd say Will Ferrell and Anchorman. But anyway. that's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Will Ferrell, he's the guy that kisses guys. Um, <laughs> but you were talking about the the baddest uh, hell I'm not going to take anymore. No, no, anyway. I've, I've never seen that movie. Uh, the uh, network. That's what it's called. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's, what's what's the, what's the one with Will Ferrell called? It's called Anchorman. 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 They he would read. I've seen pieces of that. He would read whatever you put up there. And right. I think I think I think Biden would too. Whatever you put up there, he'll put up. He'll read. Not as good as Anchorman. Right. But. That thing Steve Lee sent with the with the guy mimicking Biden by saying he looks like a Roomba. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes some of the speech he looks like a robot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so what are we talk about? We well, we got We're way off. About the Secretary of Defense being missing. Yeah, we did get way off. So so the long or short of it is he was gone for five days and the president didn't know about it. That's news in itself. Mm-hmm. Because everything I've seen, the Secretary of Defense is one of those who pretty much talks to the president nearly every day. Excuse well, me. especially when our our ships are being attacked in the Gulf. Yeah, by the Hoochie Mamas. By the Hoochie Mamas, yeah. <laughs> so, the Hoochie Mamas are who I have to block every day because of my age <laughs> on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Well, yeah. Be my friend. yeah. I didn't get to see it. I, mean, I wanted to see it. There's apparently, a, there's apparently a video out there of, of India's naval navy knocking out some hoochie mamas. Yeah, yeah, and, and they don't show ours because we 
totally destroyed them. Anyway. All right. So there's a map that's floating around out there. I don't know where I saw it showing the number of ships that are no longer going through the Red Sea. They're going around the, the yeah. southern tip of Africa. Um, I, I do say that that's not as much of a problem as it used to be. Those ships are so fast and so big. That, yeah, that, yeah, but still, it's not good. But anyway. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's it's resistance, and resistance causes things to go get a little slower. Then causes, you know, we don't have this great. You know, all these people think, well, it's got all this capacity to produce electricity. We really don't. We have just enough. That's that's the way it works. It, you have just enough. We have a few minutes at best of uh, capacity uh, if the grid was to be shot down. That's one thing. But supply chain has a similar vein, and that's what this is about. The Red Sea is about supply chain. 12% of all shipping goes through there, but I don't know what that shipping is going to. Is it going to America? Is it going, you know, that's what I don't know about it. But uh, it, yeah, it, it, looking at our ships are there. Looking at that map, um, it looks like to me it, it's it's if you you would not be able to tell because what they would do. It looks like I'm just looking for just you know cursor. Mm-hmm. I probably looked at it for two minutes or so. It looks like to me that if they go around the southern tip of Africa, or they're doing a lot now, the southern tip of Argentina, because it's summer there, uh, right. because the Panama Canal is apparently dry. Um, the But anyway, it looks like to me that the, the, the problem of knowing whether it's affecting the United States or not is they are stopping at ports on the European West Coast before they right. come. Before, and, then they, and then either they ship other ships, it's hard for me to tell which ones are coming straight over here now or not, but um, the big thing you can see is that the traffic on the Red Sea is very much down. Right, because they're getting attacked. By the Hoochie Mamas. By the Hoochie. But that's close to Hoochie Mamas. We'll call them Hoochie Mamas. They sound less ominous that way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the, the news there. Now, let me ask you this. this Mike Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Made here? a deal for... Uh, what did he do? He made a deal with them, you know, to not shut down the government and raise the debt ceiling yet again. Did he do it again? When was this? Uh, they they haven't done it yet, but the 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 scuttlebutt is, yeah, they have some deal too, so the government won't shut down. All right, this is frustrating. You see, but, to me, to me. This is where he's really wasting our time. First of all, there are people quitting the house, and we get slimmer and slimmer margin of holding it. He may lose it to the Democrats soon. But what I want to know is this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't I remember that when they put together that supposed January 6th, I call it the Miss Piggy um, hearings for Congress, they were supposed, they did not follow the right procedures to have an official. Hearing. In other words, they were supposed right. to have a senior Republican there, and you know they were supposed to be able to cross-examine and all those things, and that makes it official proceeding. It's not even official, if I remember right, that 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 there was an argument that that never was official. So there is no the only indication that it was an insurrection was that fake Jan- January sixth hearing, the Miss Piggy hearings. Okay, yeah. 
to me, we need that's what Mike Johnson should be focusing on. Again, if you don't fix this election, you fix nothing. And if you don't stop if you don't stop us from being able to protest a stolen election, we you're taking away our free speech. Why doesn't he have a real January sixth hearing where we will say we'll put a senior a senior Democrat on the committee. We're going to have cross examination. Naked cross examination. Right? We cross examine. Why don't we do that? I don't know. Probably because he's benefiting from the broken system. Or they got an envelope. Or both. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, he's been a disappointment. But I, you know, I, I like I said before, I was going to give him time to to do it, and I still will. If he'll let's see what he does. Like I said, this isn't a done deal. And I don't know the whole deal. Not knowing the whole deal, there may be some nuance to it I don't understand. But, you know, this whole, we're at, what, $35 trillion? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he said, the speaker said, it's a shutdown deal will not satisfy everyone, as right wing calls it, even worse than we saw. You know, so in other words, he's already couching it as it won't satisfy everyone. Well, you know, that sounds like code for why caved in. Well, I, to me, he's, he's, he appears to be do nothing so far. But then again, doing nothing is not a bad thing necessarily for me. And I've said before, the big difference between um, Mike Johnson and Georgiana Milani is that she's a good looking babe. Yeah. Uh, like you say, Georgiana got came up, but I haven't heard what she's done. That's been different. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna look it up because I, but, I, yeah, I, way, I he's done things now. They're blocking him, like you said, but uh, he's at least trying to do something through executive, you know, through what he's been given as you know the president of Argentina. I did see a list of them. Uh, and it was it seemed fairly neutral. Uh, it was something it would have been one of the four sites that I primarily go to. Um, he he did do some things that if they were in the United States, they would definitely be considered unconstitutional. You know, he couldn't do that by executive order. I don't know if he did that knowing they were improper saying, OK, OK, we lost that one on this one. But let's win this one. And this one. So, you know, sort of yeah, bargaining yeah. ship. I don't you know, know. How many, how many, if you put a buff out there, you'll win some, lose some, right? Right. That could be it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, the, the system is the problem. And the system is uh, this uniparty kind of deep state deal. And I don't know how that's broken up. Okay. This one I've been, I was, I was going to send to you and, and um, Dwayne the next time we had a discussion, but I want to do it now because I don't want, it's, it's, it's such in the news. The Alaskan airline that fell oh. apart is that ac- is that ac- is that a uh, um, Atlas shrugged? Mm, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. You're referring to that they got the deal and the plane wasn't good. Um, Anne no Rand Anne Rand wrote a, a, a novel or a book, and I have not read it. I, I keep meaning to, and I, I forget to order it. But it's a classic book. And the premise of it, I've seen I've seen enough of a movie that was made uh, called Atlas Rug, but apparently it didn't completely get the whole idea. Well, it was a 1,200 page book. Yeah, novels are that way. I mean, you read Gone with the Wind, Lady Miss Rob, and you see the movie or the musical. It's not going to cover everything. It can't. And so I don't 
that doesn't bother me. But there, there's some people that don't like Ayn Rand. And I'm not sure, you know, from the right, I'm not sure what the deal is. But the premise of the book is absolutely perfect. And that is that the more communist you get, the less you're rewarded for being excellent. And in fact, you can almost become an enemy of the state by remaining excellent. That, uh, Elon Musk is a perfect example of that. Um, so, so what happens is these guys start quitting their jobs and they're going to an island somewhere to start over. And that's as far as I got in the movie. But the, but the whole idea was, though, that all these people that were running the trains and playing music and building airplanes, for that matter, you no longer had the most competent doing that. They moved on. Now, that was because just because of communism, I, they did not get into why. I don't think they got into why these guys wanted to leave before it became communist. But in this in this instance, I've said on before here, I the, the, the problem with DEI is you're not hiring the best people. You're hiring the most politically correct people, but you're not hiring the, most, the best people. And would you want to get on a plane? We've said that on here. Would you want to get on a plane that the, the corporation was guided on hiring practices by DEI? And I would, I would, no, I wouldn't want to get on that plane. I wouldn't want to get on that boat. I wouldn't want to trust that train because of Ann Rand. That's where I got it from. You don't want, you want the best people working at Boeing. Well, that plane was fairly brand new, Glenn. I don't think you'd been flown that many times. It was the new 737 MAX line. Boeing, right? And there's only two um, airlines that have them, United and Alaska. And the the emergency door blew out of, uh, you know, so, boy, that might have been me because I always want the exit row because it's got more rooms. Yeah, I do, too. Um, I'll take it any day. Uh, uh, so, so, and it almost sucked the kid out, sucked his clothes off. Um, the, yeah. Um, what an amazing thing about that <laughs> All the people videoing it. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, here's two things. They found the they found the uh, the, the uh, door. They found that in someone's backyard. They also found an iPhone that was sucked out with it. It was still working. <laughs> Timex commercial. Oh <laughs> man! Oh man! That's crazy. So so um, was the door still working? I said, no. I don't know about. It. I doubt it. Uh, but you know, anyway, these are bigger planes that are supposed to, you know, carry more passengers. Um, the newest and greatest in both. So, so back to my question: Do you think that this is just could happen no matter what? Because planes crashed before DEI. Um, There's Hawaiian airline, Hawaiian Airlines. Actually, the most of the canopy came off of this one section of the plane near the right where this door blew out in this plane and everybody was you know in their uh seat belts so no one got blown out and uh they land in the plane without part of the fuselage uh and everyone survived now that's a nightmare every time i go on a plane thinking about that because the, the guy described it he said yeah i saw it blow off i just told my wife to put her head down in her lap and we both did that and we just prayed and they made it back mm. Now, you know, metal fatigue is how this normally that happened in that case. And so they, you know, of course, they started working on that and, you know, they have to do more inspections for metal fatigue, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a new plane. 
there's only two out there. This could be a design flaw. This could be, yeah, the DEI guy got hired because the government insists on that. We'll never know. No, we won't. They'll never tell us. But I I will say this, that, that I don't trust a product where you don't hire the best people. Yeah, and uh, that's because even if you let's let's just say by numbers you could find these you know people who make it more diverse, and and they don't want diversity; they want you know equity, in my opinion. In other words, they want the same number of uh, African Americans as white people as you know whatever. Um, they. You know, as someone who had to get into this because we were under an EEOC investigation that they never told us about, by the way, that happened during Katrina, uh, <laughs> where the records were sent to Baton Rouge. Of course, they didn't, you know, well, we sent them because you never, we never got some return mail. But I said, but you could, can you confirm you sent them? No, we, we didn't get it back. So we sent it. That was their whole thing. You know, um, I had to get into this whole, you know, demographics crap, uh, how we hired. And, um, you know, with no, we didn't do a dang thing, no DEI or anything, or there was no mandate or anything to not hire or hire um, a certain ethnic background, let's put it that way. And uh, looked at our numbers in Alabama, of all places. And they were right on on the demographics for the whole whatever town we were in. In fact, we were actually wrong in that African Americans were overrepresented in our whole structure. Uh, you know, they, like like it was it was you know, and they were trying. To, they finally the EEOC capitulated and said, "Well, if you pay a fine, we won't say you were discriminatory." Basically, we paid a fine. You know. Uh, you know, but really they had nothing and they dropped it because the person who brought the suit, uh, they couldn't find her. <laughs> you know, uh, having to get into this, we went through the whole organization at the time because it just didn't want, you know, this to happen again. And, and we actually started putting, having, we didn't before. But we started saying, what race are they? We would put it down. We had to keep track of it so we know our demographics. So when the EEOC came and said we were racist, which is what they were alleging, they were basically saying, sign off this paper because you discriminated, you're racist. All right, so I got this right off of Boeing's site. Commitment, that's the section. Each member of our global team brings something uniquely valuable to Boeing. and We grow stronger when everyone as an opportunity to contribute, contribute. We continue to make meaningful steps to advance an open, respectful environment where everyone feels welcome, not just at Boeing, but also in the surrounding communities where we live. Boeing's culture of inclusion involves creating an environment that retains and attracts the world's top talent and inspires every teammate to do their best work and grow their careers while making posi- a positive impact on the world aspirations and progress. To advance equity and diversity and build a culture of inclusion, we have established a set of aspirations we will strive to achieve by 2025. Increased black representation rate in the United States by 20%. Achieve, that's funny, just the United States. Achieve parity in retention rates for all groups. Means we're not going to fire anybody. Close representation, close representation gaps 
close. I'll get it out in a minute. Close representation gaps for historically underrepresented groups. I mean, hire people who aren't qualified. Eliminate significant differences between the experiences of teammates from different backgrounds. What does that mean? It's bullshit. Sorry. I'm just, this is aggravating, isn't it? Eliminate. Well, DEI, if you have a DEI department, I would, I would not invest in that company. Okay. Really? I'm going to read the last two and then I'm going to go back to the other one. Advanced common understanding, shared experiences, and mutual respect. That says nothing. Report diversity metrics and progress annually. So that means you're going to be helped. They're going to be helped. So let's go back to this one. Eliminate significant differences between the experiences of teammates (laughs) from different backgrounds. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing, but what does it mean? Well, all right, so, so. It doesn't mean anything. It, it's just bull. It doesn't mean a thing. It means we're going to use the Vegas language to placate whoever, you know, because they got, this happened in the industry. These, these guys, diversity, equity, inclusion. They, they started these departments. And the idea was if a company has this score, this DEI score, they should be rated higher from a stock perspective, and a bunch of people bought it. And this guy basically made it out of smoke and mirrors. And when I looked into it, I thought, well, maybe this is something we need to look at. This is back when I was you know, still in the business. And I, I said, how do you calculate it? Because I wanted to know if I could calculate what we had, because I thought we were pretty we were pretty good at it. Pretty inclusive. And very inclusive. In fact, probably overly inclusive in one ethnic group, which was African-American. Because 50% of our workforce was African-American. So, uh, you know, so just sitting there and you're, by the way, in Louisiana, 30% is the, in fact, I think it's less than that. But let's say Bossier City, 30% African-American. So we were 20% over just in that category. We could actually have argued, or someone might have, and it was my nightmare that they White person would argue that we were being exclusive to white people. Anyway, uh, well, you're going to love this one. Uh, Here they have business resource groups at Boeing. Business resource uh, groups—they call them BRGs, three letters. Of course, Boeing's volunteer mm-hmm. voluntold. Boeing's volunteer employee-driven business resource groups (BRGs) focus on a particular part of someone's identity such as ethnicity, race, age, gender identity, sexual orientation, disability, or various, or veteran status. Though every group is open to all, members with shared common interests or cultural identities grow their community and skills while making a measurable difference at Boeing. They channel a passion for creating a sense of belonging for all employees to drive greater innovation, improve solutions for our customers, and better business results. Now, all nine, so there's nine of these BRGs, are keenly focused on including the perspective of our non-U.S. workforce and their strategies and play an important role in helping to advance diverse representation at every level of the company through a truly global network of BRG chapters. Now, you ready for the BRG chapters? There's nine of them. Oh, good. We got the Boeing. They got BAPA. BAPA. Boeing Asian and Pacific Association. Okay. BBEA, Boeing Black Employees Association. BEAAA, Boeing Employees Ability Awareness Association. <laughs> what? 
does that mean? I want to read that yeah. one. Means they they have a physical disability, probably. Boeing. This is Beppa. Boeing Employees Pride Alliance. They're um, trans or gay. Boeing Familia. I wonder what that one is. Familia. That's Spanish for family. It's the Boeing family. The Boeing. Oh, so that means it's Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. BGT, BG2G, Boeing generation to generation. I guess. Young people. Or old people, one of the two. BN, Boeing Employees Indigenous Network. Trying to get. uh, American Indian. Yep. BWIL, Boeing Women Inspiring Leadership. And BVET. Ladies. Yeah. All right. So. That's what they're focused on. I um, and they have inclusion ambassadors, external affiliations, community partners. This thing goes on and on and on. Um, Boeing is deep into DEI. Oh yeah. Now again, I, I want to say in all well, fairness, a lot of a lot of companies have done that to survive. By the way, but in all fairness, planes were going down long before DEI, so I don't know if there's any effect or not. But just what you said, I don't want to invest in a company that's DEI. And I really don't want to get on a plane built by somebody DEI. I really don't. I just I, I, I just hire the best person and, and make the plane fly, please. Just please, yeah. please do that. Yeah. But the government, you know, planes by their nature have a lot of government intervention. So, you know, the government has forced this on them and they had to respond. Hmm. Well, I, I just, I, I don't know what to say about that. I really don't. I, I, my, that was my first thought, that Atlas Road. You know, really, this plane is brand spanking new, and it just falls apart and almost sucked a little kid out of the plane. Thank God for seatbelts. Yeah. You know, he well, probably, that's why you should wear seatbelts at all times. Yeah, I think I'll, <laughs> of course, I won't, I don't fly anymore because I don't like the TSA. I don't like, I don't like the fact that I have to, to measure how much toothpaste I can bring, or you know, I, I just I, they take it. Like the fact that they don't actually run on time ever. Yes, and you never know if they're even going to run. I mean, you, if you go, you get to Dallas. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to give you your flight to both. No, Dallas means you're not getting your connecting flight most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> so the wind blew too hard. It didn't blow. So, oh no! So it rained. It didn't rain. It's too sunny. That was one time, literally. Well, there was okay. a time I loved to fly. You know, we didn't have all that crap that you had to go through after 9-11. No, not 9-11, 2000, whatever it would have connected the, uh, yeah, 9-11 in 2000 or whatever it was that it happened in 2001. I, I, I don't ever, I never wanted to fly again after that when they started doing that. I've flown a few times and I said, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's not to me. I'm going to get in my car and drive and stop at the pilots. But anyway, Glenn. I appreciate you doing this impromptu today. Um, Not a problem. Thank you for doing it. It was it was fun, and we will um, we will be back tomorrow. Yes, with hopefully with Ben, and I would like to talk about. I'm hoping I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to try to find it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Uh, It sounds like to me that Claiborne Electric wanted to provide uh, internet service, and they asked for permission from the body that regulates. Co- cooperatives, and they didn't let them do it. And now there's this big contract to to put in internet to rural areas across the state. This this by this 
um, you know, this grant, apparently a federal grant. So we, yeah. instead of having a free enterprise co-owned, you know, if you get your electricity with them, you own part of the company. And they took it away from them and gave it to the federal government. Oh, do you, how, first of all, how, how, how well do you think that's going to go? How long is it going to take? And do you really want the government to have the right to turn on and off your internet? You know, I would not, but there you go. I probably do. I'm going to look at it. That's what I was told. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I wasn't had on it, but that's what it sounds like to me. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Much other things. And if I wanted, if I wanted to be alert for tomorrow's podcast, what should I do? I can hook you up, James, because you could go to the Heart and PJs and buy some delicious K-Cubs, beans, have them ground right there, fresh. Uh, you also, they do have ground, different ground coffees and have it in a wonderful environment. Uh, get it to go or consume it there and have uh, breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches. Of course, wonderful pastries, uh, egg bites for your protein requirements and uh, zap chips along with all natural red. Let me ask you this. If I use the internet there, is it going to be federally controlled internet? Well, almost. It is uh, optimum. No, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, they, they, they've been on my uh, bad list for a while. Yeah. But the, the one they have there works every time I've been there just fine. Uh, unless the whole area is down, it's working good. So anyway. And it's not government owned. It's not government owned. No. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye.